Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, everyone, or good afternoon to our friends on the East Coast. This is Stuart Crawford, and thank you for joining us for another exciting edition of Small Business IT Radio. We've been kind of silent lately because of a lot of things going on in the in the community, a lot of new events, a lot of just a lot of stuff happening. So we missed uh, last week because of a scheduling conflict uh, with our guests. So instead of uh, trying to force something in out of our regular schedule, we decided just to cancel that one at the last minute. So if you were listening last week, hoping to hear uh, Will Krisky talk about WordPress and how to use WordPress blogs to build your business, we will reschedule that one. And uh, we're going to be off next week because I'm going to be in Tampa at uh, at a user event and uh, we'll not be able to uh, to do it next Friday. But anyways, we we're here. We got a great show today and we've got some great guests uh joining us on the line. Now, we have uh the the fine folks at Autotask joining us. Uh, Len uh let me see if I can get your last name without butchering it too bad. Len DiCostenzo, is that correct? Oh, that's excellent, Stuart. Most people can't get it that way. That's uh, excellent. Di Costanzo, it is. Must be must be my uh, you know growing up with a bunch of Italian friends as a as a, a small child there, Len, that uh, still have that uh, unique uh, skill in my uh, in, entrenched in me somewhere. Yes, most most people don't realize it. Sound it sounds like it spells. Yeah, excellent. So how are how are you doing, Len? You're at an, an industry event today. Uh, where whereabouts are you at today? Yes, I'm actually uh, in a Dulles Marriott down here in the uh, D.C. area at a Robin Robbins conference. We're about to do a keynote at one, so I'm really looking forward to do your show and go do another one. Excellent. Well, make sure you uh, advertise our show when you're talking to the fine folks at Robbins' event there. Tell us a little bit that. about uh, yourself, Lynn. What's your background? Where did you, you know, how did you get involved in the IT business? Uh, and you know, all the all the good stuff leading up to what you're doing today as the uh, senior vice president of professional services at Autotask. Well, sure. Actually, I'll, I'll kind of encapsulate a 20 or so year history, hopefully pretty quickly, but uh, I've got a lot of solution provider or IT service provider DNA. I had a business I started in 1984, Stuart. Wow. Uh, I was a one-man band at the time uh, developing software in DBase 2 on single floppy PCs. How's that? That, uh, that goes back a long time, Len. You're showing your age here, my friend. I'm telling you, I started it when I was 22, though, so it, uh, I'm, I'm still a young man at heart. Excellent. In, in any event, I progressed to where we had to start putting our applications on these things called uh, networks, and then we started doing some integration work, working with uh, some of the first versions of Novell and various other networking solutions. And over time, got into, I think, what most people are trying to get out of today, which is the break-fix world and having to sell solutions every uh, month to continue to pay the bills. And in the late 90s, actually put together what I called at the time a recurring service program for our client base. It basically was just being proactive, uh, using some of the monitoring tools that were available at the time. And we basically uh, started, I guess, pre-managed services, a managed service business where we were charging upwards of 200 a user to be the IT department for our client base. And that kind of changed the landscape of my business for sure. We grew to about 40 people, um, very profitable, sold my business in 2002. And at that point, I took over probably the first uh, channel program for a managed service uh, 
I guess, a managed, I called it a recurring revenue partner program, and essentially was pretty much the first hosted managed service operation out there. And uh, did that for a bit until I went back on my own and met up with Mr. Bob Godgard at Autotask, who made me an offer I couldn't refuse. I actually picked up my family, Stuart, and moved from uh, Staten Island in New York City up to Albany, and I've been here at Autotask for the last year uh, managing the professional service team and uh, building a series of offerings to help our customers get up and running faster, use Autotask better, build a better business. And at the same time, I now have uh, what we call our strategic accounts team, so 25 uh, users and up. I have a team that kind of works with that. We find they're very aligned with professional services, so we've married those two groups in our company. And here I am uh, working for Autotask. I am now on the vendor side over the last year for the first time in my life. Oh, great. So, and, you know, an effort, and I totally forgot that you're from the Albany area, and I was just listening to uh, – the news this morning about the uh, that bus crash that the uh, Albany River Rats uh, had uh, in Massachusetts. I don't know if you're aware of that, but uh, I guess that's your local AHL franchise there in, in the Albany area. Area. Yep, yep. Actually, it's probably one of the things I miss the most in my year at Albany. You really don't have professional leagues, but we do have River the College and you know a whole bunch of. Uh... It is a shame what happened to those guys. Yeah, you just got a little bit of cutting in and out there, uh, Len. I'm not sure if you're still on that VoIP phone, but I just want to make a little cut it, just cut in just a little bit there. Not not too too bad though. Also uh, on the on our call today is Mark Crawl from Charlotte, North Carolina, and Mark's no uh, stranger to our program here. Uh, Mark, welcome back to uh, Small Business IT Radio. Well, thank you for having me back. You know, I, I you always wonder when you don't get invited back what you did or said. So uh, I'm glad you're not too politically correct. <laughs> well, hey, no worries, my friend. Uh, tell us a little about your business there in Charlotte and, uh, and uh, the clients that you serve. Well, I, you know, I think we're pretty much an average company. I, I, gosh, I hate to say that. You know, you want your CEO to come out and say we're the best, we're the most phenomenal. Of, but, but when I say that, I mean we're we're not much different than most of the other um, IT companies out there. We're uh, we're a five-person shop. We've got a blend of uh, managed services and break fix services. You know, we sort of incubate our customers from. Uh, um, selling the new deployments and new networks or taking over existing networks on a break fix, we, we migrate them uh, ultimately into or nurture them into a managed services program where we um, where we take care of customer premise uh, assets and then maybe some software as a service or cloud-based uh, solutions. And that's kind of how we drive our business. Um, we use Autotask. We've been on it for about uh, six and a half, seven years now. I, I think it used to be a DOS-based program. No, we <laughs> not. It maybe we go back to Len's uh, history back in the early 80s doing his DB2 and all that other stuff he was doing. Oh, yeah. That's very true. So that's uh, that's what we're doing out here in Charlotte. We're definitely uh, we're feeling some uh, economic woes. We've seen a huge cutback in deployments. In fact, the only uh, uh, quotes we have out there for the most part are, um, are, are as a result of the, the natural attrition of hardware and, and the maturity of software applications, which I, I'd love to see some new projects, new development for growing companies, but those are, those are becoming very few and far in between. So we're, we're seeing a reduction in gross revenue and having to uh, tighten our belt and, and make smarter decisions, which I don't think is a bad thing. Uh, I don't think we're too much different than, than most other uh, IT providers out there. And, Mark, and being in Charlotte, it's kind of a banking uh, marketplace anyway, is it not? Is it not? It is. We uh, we actually have uh, more people working in uh, U.S. retail banks here in Charlotte than New York does. Uh, of course, they have the big international banking scene and, and a lot of other um, 
spin-offs of what we, we call banking, those that are in the financial industry. Uh, it's obviously a huge industry. We just happen to have the retail banks of uh, Wachovia, soon to be Wells Fargo and B of A down here, uh, which are, are, are not small companies. Um, and a lot of our economy is built around them. Not, not so directly. We're pretty diversified. I mean, manufacturing used to be a big thing when I came out here seven years ago. Uh, but we do have the banking community here, and, and we we watch them directly to see how they're going to impact our market. And then, of course, we've got NASCAR, which, you know, love it or hate it, it's here. Exactly. I mean, we feel that, you know, being uh, energy in the energy center of Western uh, Canada and probably North America, that $35 oil is kind of hitting our economy finally here. But let's get back on track. We want to talk about Autotask today. And, Len, uh, give us the the, uh, the the typical sales pitch from Autotask, why would a small business IT professional choose Autotask over all the other PSA tools that are out there? What makes you guys unique in the marketplace? You know, if I'm a listener today and I never heard of the term PSA, what, why do I need something like that, and what is it going to do for my business? Well, we, we have a very simple tagline. It's simply, it just says, run your IT business better. Um, obviously, uh, a, lot in, uh, a lot goes behind that. We are an all-in-one hosted professional service automation solution. So I think a big differentiator for us is that we are hosted. We do have a, a version that can sit inside your office on-premise. We really do not do that much. We have over 25,000 users, over 2,000 customers on our hosted PSA solution. Essentially, you do not have to build out and expend money on infrastructure. Within 24 hours, you're typically up and uh, ready to access Autotask. And really, Autotask is all about an all-in-one solution where I think we're having some challenge with Len's uh, signal there today. Uh, Len, you still with us? I hope it, hope it wasn't his cell phone dropping. Uh, he's uh, he's not there, but uh, he, hopefully he'll come back on here. So, Mark, maybe maybe you can take it from the partners' respect, uh, side of here because you've been using Autotask for a number of years. What is the value that you see uh, with Autotask to your business? Well, and, and I'm not going to make this a blatant Autotask commercial. I hope the people listening want to know about the product or at least about a PSA. And um, as you know, I spend a fair amount of time out there in the IT pro community and um, have somewhat of a, a voice and, and people know of me. So I try to use that to guide people when they when they want the unsolicited advice or not. And uh, first thing I always tell people is I don't care what you're using, whether it be Autotask or a competitor, um, you've got to get something for automating your services um, from an administrative standpoint. Autotask to us, very simply, is a place to put everything, and for everything there's a place. And that means that we need a place to put our time entries. We need a place to uh, put contracts and service agreements. We need to store um, asset information, whether it be configurations on a router, passwords, uh, vendor contract information, support telephone numbers, anything we need to store from an intellectual standpoint, we have a place to put it. And, you know, I don't think I'm much different. A lot of companies out there, uh, you, you may be listening and you're running your business, say you're a one- or three-man shop, and you're running out of Outlook, you're running out of Excel, and uh, you're running out of your garage maybe, and uh, a big yellow notepad is, is predominantly what's involved in your time tracking until you get an internet and QuickBooks or whatever you bill with. And that's how we started our company. And I realized that as I added employees, that those weaknesses compounded exponentially. The breakdowns in disparate systems uh, 
was the biggest challenge for us, and we started at that point looking for a PSA. Uh, there was only a few to choose from, and uh, I immediately went with something hosted, knowing I wanted something that would grow with my company without additional investments on my part, and furthermore, something I didn't have to manage. Um, I had enough things to worry about, you know, uh, from an internal infrastructure side. Uh, so the hosted solution made sense, plus the availability of anywhere access, um, either via laptop or mobile, to that information. Obviously, hosted has its uh, limits and has its conditional requirements, such as, you know, Internet access. But for the most part, it has really, really served us well. Um, and I, I couldn't imagine if you're running a business without one, you're crazy. Great. And I think uh, I think Len's now on a landline. So, Len, are you there with us now? I'm here, Stuart. I apologize, guys. No worries. So where did you leave off, Len? Let's uh, maybe just circle back there. Well, I know I was uh, chatting about Autotask. I just don't know exactly where I left off. It just kind of dropped. So Maybe we can just start right from the beginning. Sure, I was. Uh, I, I think I heard Mark there talk about some of the good, uh, the good stuff. And uh, you know, bottom line is, Autotask is a hosted solution. So I think I was kind of leading to where that's a big differentiator for us, in, in terms of people not having to buy that infrastructure and deploy uh, a server environment and get rolling in that uh, in some new infrastructure. So hosted gets you up and running within 24 hours once you buy Autotask, but. Bottom line is we're a really solid time tracking tool that helps you run your business better, send out bills a little bit more efficiently, basically through time tickets, uh, excuse me, service tickets, you can enter time, and uh, through our project module, you can enter time on tasks, and through both of those mechanisms, we collect time that you can then send out a bill. You could set up managed services, recurring billing on a monthly, quarterly, yearly basis. We have a great service level uh, management feature that allows you to set the talk clicking for uh, the clock ticking for a response time window. So in effect, uh, if you have a four-hour response window, you open a ticket in Autotask, we're going to help you manage to that. Uh, we've got a dispatcher workshop, which allows you to automate uh, scheduling your text out into the field, group and service tickets on a service call. Um, pretty, pretty robust features coming out down the line for outsource management, where uh, two Autotask users can share tickets. You can outsource to a subcontractor. You can outsource to networks like Ingram's IM on-site, IMSN, uh, OnForce. Lots of great stuff uh, still coming out with our product, as well as the core functionality of running your business better, getting those bills out. So kind of like a quick in a nutshell there, Stuart. Well, that's great, Len. I mean, I mean I'm a, I was one of the typical IT providers uh, back in the day. I mean, if I want to if I want to date myself, I started with Banyan Vines and Windows 3.1 in the in the oh. mid. Uh, well, that'd be the early 90s. I don't go nearly as far back as you do, Len. But you know, in the in the early days, we were still doing stuff. You know, as Mark mentioned, uh, by the yellow piece of paper and a, and a pen, and and that was even before Outlook had any really robust uh, features that we see today. I mean, I think it was Outlook 97. And I think the first one was Microsoft Mail, so we didn't even have and Schedule or Schedule Plus. So we didn't have a lot of those tools, but we used those tools back in the day. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, interestingly, knowing... interesting, Stuart, one of the first applications I wrote in DBase 2 on a single floppy was a time management tool for an attorney client of mine. It was actually a friend of mine I went to Brown University with, and he joined a law firm and said, they're having trouble tracking time. So in, like, 1986 or 7, I wrote a time and billing system for an attorney, which actually became the piece of software that ran my business for 20 years, and I just kept changing it and updating it. And one day I thought I would take it to market. 
but I got busy making money in recurrent services, kind of forgot about this product I was using, and then boom, there was Autotask and uh, various competitors out there. So I probably dropped the ball somewhere because I've been doing this a long time, um, but it's very essential to running business better, and that's collecting time and sending those bills out. Absolutely. So, you know, we, in um, in today's economy the way it is, um, you know, we're, Take you know everybody has their own opinion. What you know if this is going to be the standard going forward, or are we just in a downturn, or are we you know starting a rebuild? No matter what your views are of the economy, is it more important now today, Len, to have a tool uh, that can keep track of all your time, all your resources, than even a year ago? Oh, well, first off, as I mentioned, I mean it's totally essential to managing your business, especially because. At times now, we're not even tracking our time to bill it. We're just tracking time against a flat fee contract. And it becomes even more important to know exactly what you're spending your time on in this flat fee world we're all trying to live in because you just want to make sure you're not spending more time than you should. And uh, maybe you have to take a look at your pricing model down the line. So in a sense, time tracking uh, and sending bills is now you know, kind of transitioning to tracking your time against some flat fee work. But I think what's even more important that that you use a tool like Autotask is the automation that's built in that allows you to do more with less. And you could actually scale and grow your business, whereas in the past you might have had to bring a body on. Now it's all about how do I grow and add more business without really adding to my cost, to my overhead. So I think there's a couple of ways right now that you just it's very essential to have a PSA tool like Autotask in place. And, Mark, are you using uh, Autotask any differently today than you say a year ago? Oh, my goodness, yes. Um, not because of economic reasons, but because of the maturity of our company and really the maturity of the industry we serve. Um, you know, the, the evolution of managed services is, is probably will never be over. It's always going to be evolving, and hopefully and rightfully so. Um, in this economy, I, I would believe that Customers don't expect to pay less or more for the delivery of IT services. It's kind of like um, kind of like monitors or, or cell phones. The prices aren't going to go really up or down on any of those. What you get for what you pay is increasing. And in managed services and IT services, the same expectation is upon us, the providers, especially in the down economy, that can be a differentiator, is delivering more for less um, or for the same amount they're already paying. Obviously, using an RMM-like level platforms, actually, actually not use the acronym, the remote monitoring and management system like level platforms or Kaseya or Zenith or something certainly adds value. But the core thing any IT provider needs to give their customers is clear documentation, clear reporting, clear expectations, and, and easy to understand billing that occur on a predictable basis. Um, those things are big differentiators in a down economy because a lot of people – I started this company in 2000, 2001. If you remember what happened then, I came out of the dot com industry. I think we all started. Uh, I think we all started businesses back in two thousand one. Do we not? <laughs> That's right. And a lot of other people came out of it, and I was not the only one man show running around there with a yellow notepad tracking time. Uh, what ultimately, when I went to Autotask, it differentiated me from those those people. I could go in to a prospect that had an IT guy that uses a yellow notepad and show how much more organized we are, how, how much clearer our operation is, and, and provide a level of confidence that that one-man shop, although he's a competent technician, he wasn't a competent businessman. And when you add Autotask to an IT 
if you're a one or two, three man shop and you add Autotask or something like that, it really raises the level of professionalism from a business standpoint and enables you to do a better job ultimately technically by having the information. So I think in a down economy it can be a differentiator as a lot of new a lot of new folks are going to be laid off from their IT jobs and starting those one man shops. The next wave of competition is destined to start hitting our customers and our prospects and I've already got an advantage. So, Mark, I, I totally agree with what you're saying there, and, uh, you know, that's one of the things we started our new firm here, you know, right in the middle of an economic downturn, which seems a lot of us seem to do. It's, maybe I'm just a, a creature of habit. But, Len, you know, uh, Mark brings some great points up here about uh, differentiation from our competitors in the marketplace. Are you hearing that from all your other Autotask uh, partners that by being a, me- uh, a member of the partner program with Autotask or a client of Autotask, it gives them that competitive advantage over, say, uh, the one-man bands or the, or aka the trunk slammers out there. Well, you know, it's funny you say trunk slammers, but a good friend of mine, Peter McMahon, out of uh, Canada, used that term quite a bit over over the years. But you know, one of the things that Autotask does do, it certainly is a differentiator, and and I couldn't say it any better than Mark. Um, but one of the things that we actually try to do is is get you those trunk slammers may actually do some good for you. Maybe they could be a partner for you, and we know we're all talking peering. Here we are on a, a peer radio show. Autotask is a great community. So it is all about trying to get people to work together. So Autotask actually has a great subcontractor portal interface now where Mark can go out and maybe make friend with a guy and not necessarily hire a body, but use our subcontractor portal, which shoots a ticket out to a one-man band, and they now have a subcontractor portal using Autotask. So in these down times when you don't want to – add new heads, maybe you go out and find some of these guys and you can work together with them. But clearly it's a differentiator. Um, you know, people walking around with handhelds and putting time in and opening tickets right in front of the client, uh, showing them they can't go around the incident management process, so all times collected properly. Really a differentiator, especially when you go in with those monthly reports and you can kind of show uh, via a new service level agreement module that you in fact hit your four-hour or eight-hour response window on every ticket so you're meeting your SLA. It's a huge uh, differentiator and an opportunity to gain more business as well. So, I mean, we've been talking about the economy and how to use a tool uh, like Autotask to, uh, you know, differentiate ourselves uh, from uh, our competitors. And, you know, Len, that was a great point of peering up. I mean, I mean all, I'm all about peers. I mean, that's why I do this program. That's why I run the, uh, the IAMCP uh, chapter in Canada. That's why I'm involved with HCG. Uh, again, I think to, together we can do more in the in the world. And we know what we're not all experts at everything. We need to have those peer relationships. So, are you finding Mark? Are you using uh, Autotask to also build up peer relationships? I know you run the Charlotte uh, FBS user group down there. Uh, well, I have used it, and I am using it. I think absolutely peer relationships are are key, and they're actually becoming more critical to us. Um, I did last year lay off for the first time an employee, and um, that was one of the worst feelings I've ever had to go through as a business owner. Um, part of my strategy moving forward is to realize how many employees I want to have. You know, it's kind of like somebody having a family. I've, we, we've got a, you and I have a dear friend Amy out in, in Omaha who's got what seven kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's people that you know, my wife and I can only handle two kids that we have, and we're barely managing that. So, uh, as a business owner, I have to decide how many how many employees do I really want to grow my company? How big do I want to get? 
and determine what part of outsourcing is going to play into that. And that's um, Autotask has given us this new tool. I, I, we're on the pre-release server, which means we get this stuff sort of dog food. And we are now playing around with the um, the outsourcing component. Uh, what do you call that thing, Len? The outsource management ticket sharing. Out- yeah, the outsource management piece, and really, uh, we haven't got it fully integrated, but I know that we've used Autotask in the past where we've set up accounts for subcontractors because we do serve a, a large part of the southeast and not just Charlotte area. And uh, I don't feel like driving down to Florida, but I want my time entries put into the system, and I've got great subcontractors down there that uh, do work for me. So I don't have a, a duplicate invoice process where I'm getting their invoices and treating them as a vendor. Uh, really, they can become an extension of our company. And in this economy, I think being able to use uh, peers and, and subcontract and do it effectively is really going to be critical. Yeah, so, Mark, here's the, here's the million-dollar question because we all, we've all said in this economy uh, a few times uh, in the last 25 minutes or so. Is this the way it's going to be going forward, in your opinion, or, are we, or do you see us, uh, this is a kind of a blip on the map? You know, those that, those that are healthy enough to maintain an effective and profitable operation in a down economy or can transition to that point have a serious advantage when the economy turns around. It's kind of like the, the marketing thing. I think we talked about this in our last call with you, Stuart, and yeah. we talked about, you know, don't stop marketing in a down economy because that will give you a strategic advantage the moment things turn. Um, I think the same is true of technology. Um, doing the financials with a, a fellow peer recently out at the uh, HTG Summit or the HTG conference we had, and his financials showed that he was losing money. But when you dug underneath the covers at how his operation was designed, he was really tooling up and becoming strategically focused to have an operation ready to grow <clears throat> at the lowest cost per technician. And when the economy turns, he's going to be in a really good spot. So tightening your belt, uh, eating right, dieting, exercise, you know, things like that, at this time will have uh, exponential payoff as things start to turn around. And they will turn around. They always do. Absolutely. We've had 31 down economy, we've had 31, 31 recoveries. Uh, Len, what are you guys seeing in the, in what's the, what's the noise happening in the Autotask partner community these days? Is it optimist, uh, optimistic or is there a, some guys really concerned about the health of their business. Well, I, I think there's definitely going to be that pool that are expressing concern. I, I would say that for the most part, we had a very solid fourth quarter, a really solid December in terms of picking up new customers. So there are people out there growing and looking to improve uh, how they deliver IT services. But clearly, I think even as a company, we are just making sure, like like Mark and everyone out there, that we're ready to bust out when the economy does go up. Because you are hearing, you know, customers, customers are having a harder time paying their bills on time. And, you know, the the trickle-up effect could always happen. I mean, we really haven't seen much, but you're kind of bracing for it, I guess, Stuart, is the the word here. It's... uh, you're just waiting to see what happens, and at the same time, we're bringing out new stuff, so like our outsource management and service level management, because we know we have to keep on forging ahead, and when the economy turns, we're going to be right there for our customers. So, you know, it's uh, I could be a pessimist at times, I will tell you guys, just because of what's going on in the world, but, you know, you, you just got to keep on plugging and uh, staying positive, so that's what we're all trying to do. And, and you know what? Turn and turn the news off too. You know, turn off CNBC and CNN, <laughs> and and you know, because those just depress you more. You know, yesterday 
we had our uh, provincial uh, budget numbers come out, and you know we are forecasted a nine billion dollar surplus, and we actually with a one billion dollar uh, you know deficit. Wow. Yeah. Of course, when the price of oil goes in the tank like it has, of course that's going to happen because the royalties are not, no longer there. But you know what? You can listen to that garbage all the time and get so depressed and wonder and and, and take your eye off the ball what's really happening out there. But on a posi- on a positive note, I was car shopping with my wife last week. Kind of bad time to go car shopping, but there's deals out there to be had. But you know, the um, every every dealership I talked to said that their business was either flat or or good. So some of that doom and gloom that you hear out there may be just that doom and gloom press stuff. But on a good yeah. note, Len, tell me about uh, your recent award, uh, the channel best channel vendor for 2009 that you guys received. Oh, well, clearly uh, winning an award like that is uh, makes you pretty pumped. Um, you know, it's it's really just uh, shows you know the hard work of our team, and we've got 150 or so employees. We've got a, a, a team in China doing development for us. We've got 20 uh, developers out there. We've got a couple of reps uh, international now. We've got uh, someone stationed out in Belgium, the U.K. So I would say winning that award just is a, a good positive stamp on all the hard work we've been doing just to get our customers uh, performing better, help them run their business better. So it's, uh, it's really... Uh, been a, a proud moment for us. We also actually won in Albany uh, the best place to work in Albany, in the Capital District. So we, we've got a couple of awards coming down the pipe, and uh, clearly they all make you feel real good and uh, positive about moving forward. And the reason why I asked that question, because it kind of ties back to what Mark was saying about continuing to market. And if you continue to market, you'll come out of this uh, slump uh, well positioned uh, to move forward, and having those type of uh, accolades behind you are, is, uh, is is critical to uh, to coming out of it. Mark, I mean, I want to maybe flip something over to you about uh, you know your your dealings with Autotask, maybe more about your business. Uh, I mean, there's there's lots of competition out there in the PSA world. Uh, I mean, and obviously you know you're involved with HCG and uh, in the community. Uh, I'm sure you're getting bombarded all the time about, you know, different options and different solutions. But, you know, going forward, why do you, you know, why do you elect to stay with Autotask? Or, oh, actually, let me rephrase that question. With all the bombardment coming in, I noticed a lot of IT pros were jumping ship, monitoring tools, PSAs, whatever, to and flip-flopping. You know, you've been with Autotask for a long time. Uh, why, would, why, did, why did you stay with them for nine years or, or the length of time you were with them? Uh, and instead of flip-flopping around like most other IT professionals do? Well, don't get me wrong. There have certainly been times I've been more than tempted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, their number one competitor, as we all know, is ConnectWise. And, um, boy, they, they bought a really nice steak dinner out there in Dallas if you weren't one of the groups that got to go to that. Um, <laughs> and, and, and they worked me over with the with the steak and the and the lobster and, and the cocktails and all that. But let me just tell you a little something about Autotask that most people don't realize that I think is more valuable than anything you're going to see in the GUI. Um, and that's the people behind it. And I can say this because, you know, I don't work for them. Nobody pays me to say this kind of stuff. I've been up to Autotask. It was about three, four years ago they invited me up to speak to their company. And um, uh, one of the things I always known about them is how they were consistently soliciting feedback. And it wasn't, you know, the generic surveys you get and we'll send you $5 type feedback. It was 
people, important people, picking up the phone, calling me and saying, I have an idea, what do you think about this, or what have you heard, and, and generally executing on that feedback. So that impressed me. So they invited me up to speak about how we run our business and how we use Autotask. <clears throat> and what I saw just amazed me. And in fact, it, I'll give you the greatest compliment I can. I want my company to run like Autotask runs their company. The culture that they have created up there, I give credit to the Bobs, Bob Godgart and Bob Vogel and and, and no less to people like Brian and um, Brian Sherman and Adam Stewart. They have got a culture up there. It's, it's not perfect, but the people genuinely enjoy what they're doing, whether they're in the support queue or development or IT or sales. I saw people that had been there a long time. I saw low attrition. I saw people enjoying their job, uh, people that weren't watching the clock. And I, you know, I spent a whole day there talking with different people. And it was a unique culture. And it took me a while to learn where that culture came from, but uh, there's a little book called The Four Obsessions of an Extraordinary Executive that was given to me by Bob Godgart that really helped me understand the unique advantage that Autotask has, is that they have focused on building a really clear and cohesive leadership team, uh, and they've created great organizational clarity through their mission and vision and values, and they've been able to uh, push that down to all the employees and reinforce that through human systems where the company is is healthy. And in a time like this, tightening their belt is not going to be a hard thing. They're not going to see a bunch of people get discouraged and worried. And I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some of that, but for the most part, they are a healthy company with a good culture, a high set of standards and values all the way from their, um, from their support queues to their, their QA and development, uh, their sales methods. You see high values propagated throughout the company. That is not, I mean, coming out of the dot-com world, that's, that was such a shocker to see that. Now, I, I can't say the same or it's not the same at, at their competitors, but I know that it's certainly an advantage for Autotask that goes beyond the technology. So I don't know if that's what you wanted me to answer for your question, but that's, that's just the genuine truth of what I see in them and, and something I'm always willing to share with people. I mean, that's perfect, Mark. I mean, that's one of the things I appreciate what you do. You, you kind of put your own unique spin on, the, on stuff, which is, which is wonderful. And uh, you know, and, and very welcome, of course. Uh, Len, I mean, and Arnon Sorensen mentioned this in his blog a few weeks ago about uh, the need to invest in people, uh, especially in a downturn economy. I think Matt Madaris at Sonicwell was the first one that I heard say that last year at their uh, peak uh, performance event in Vegas. Is uh, you know, this was I was kind of thinking back then. I go, what are you talking about, Matt? You know, the economy's good. I'm still having record quarters. Uh, well, wow, did I have a rude awakening come September? But you know, Matt obviously saw that coming. The writing on the wall, being a, a vision uh, CEO that he is, uh, and being able to have that unique gift of seeing the future. But Matt talked about you know, in a downturn economy, the need to invest in people is more is greater now than it ever was. And we, you know, we hear all the story about layoffs and all that stuff. And Mark talked about laying off his first employee. But what is Autotask doing today to invest? In, uh, in your people? You've mentioned 100 and some odd employees. Well, what are you guys doing differently than, say, some of the other uh, IT shops that are out there? Well, I, I, I certainly uh, feel we are investing heavily in our, in our people. Uh, number one, I mean, for we actually just uh, hired and we have like eight sessions of a, basically a coach that comes in and talks with our sales team, our service team, my professional service team, and uh, we are you know, pretty much making everybody customer service oriented. We're uh, teaching them about people out there in the world so that when we encounter them, we, we deal with them in a proper fashion. So 
we're investing on the people side, um, our technology. We are, you know, constantly investing in technology, giving our our, our team the ability to actually work with that stuff. Uh, if we go to integrate with a product, we bring it in. So we're constantly uh, technically training. We hire new people, and uh, you know, much like Mark mentioned, we don't like to do it, but. You know, we do want people who perform, who like to come to work. And, uh, you know, Bob Godyard, we had our uh, quarterly meeting this week, and we basically said, you know, keep on working hard, keep on, uh, you know, achieving results, and uh, we're just going to be, we'll be fine. And that's that's really our motto is just keep on working hard and uh, achieve results, and, and you know, we're going to see some success. And at the same time, if you don't, you might find yourself, out there in that bad economy, not that we're, you know, we look to do it, but we want good people. We find them and we train them up and try to keep them uh, ahead of the curve. I mean, that's, and that's what I'm hearing from a lot of other people too. Is that, you know, what good people always have somewhere to go. Uh, and uh, you know, I don't know what it was like in Charlotte or in Albany, but I know here uh, there was a long time that a lot of companies were just hiring people to get warm bodies in the chairs and. Yep. Uh, I think those days are, thank goodness, long gone. Uh, yep. Len, let's talk about some of your offerings that you can have. You mean you got offerings that are uh, right out there for the small, you know, the one-man operations that are just starting a new business that may be a good fit for, uh, you know, into you know today's upstart new new startup IT firms, right up to companies like Marks that are, you know, a little uh, a little larger in size and a little more uh, established. But talk about Autotask Go. You know, I, I, I look at that as a, like a perfect PSA solution for the smaller uh, IT shops. Is how does how is that structured? And you know, in if I'm a listener today and going, you know, I need a tool like this. How do I how do I get more information about that? Well, obviously, uh, we have our website. We can, uh, you know, you can go out to the website and purchase Autotask Go right off the website. And in fact, I believe we've got still currently a 60 day, uh, you know guarantee where you can cancel and and there's no problem point is we do have autotest go it's for three users or less it's a $99 a month PSA solution it includes an executive dashboard uh, service desk ticketing and CRM and billing you can integrate with other MSP tools like the LPI's uh, Kaseya's enables out there uh, IT control suite a new partner of ours uh, so their alerts can open tickets, and you can put multiple resolution attempts against that ticket, closing both systems. We connect to QuickBooks. Uh, there's all types of uh, online uh, training in the form of video, documentation. Um, you can upgrade to Autotask Pro, which is our uh, five-user and above solution that includes pretty much the same thing uh, in Autotask Go, but now you add in a project management suite, uh, timesheet, expense management, our dispatcher workshop drag and drop, a unified tech calendar, opportunity management, integration with Outlook. I mean, there's just a host of advanced features in Autotask Pro. And amazingly, we'll have guys start out with Autotask Go, even a three-user shop, and then they're looking at Pro and go, well, gee, I do projects. I need to have a drag and drop dispatcher workshop. And they'll buy up to Autotask Pro, and we take that from five users on up. And my team right now, we are uh, actually working uh, with 25 users and above. So we've even got uh, 100-user customers, 140-user customers that are out there using our product. So 
we can go small to really big and uh, help you manage your business. And uh, with Autotask Go, the nice thing is once you buy it, you like I said, uh, you know, you're pretty much up and running in 24 hours. You just got to go to work. And, you just got to uh, execute, as uh, the old ACG saying goes. Now it's time to execute. Exactly, um, Mark. Uh, I know I want to be respectful of Len's time because he has to get ready for a keynote, so we're going to be signing off in a few minutes here. But Mark, if you if any partners out there listening and want to just get your feedback, you know, more in depth, ask you maybe some questions, uh, you know, from an independent partner, uh, uh, you know, call. How's the best people a way for people to uh, reach out to you and uh, and uh, connect with you? Well, I, I certainly encourage subscribing to my blog, and no, I don't make any money off of it, or um, I don't really have anything to sell. It's a it's a medium in which I use to communicate uh, via my. You know about my opinions within the SMB community, primarily on the SBSC program with Microsoft. Uh, as, as you know, I help them guide that program on an international level, and then also as far as with uh, companies like Autotask um, in the managed services arena, I'll comment on that. So SBSC.TechCareTeam.com. It's SBSC like Small Business Specialist Community. SBSC.TechCareTeam.com is the blog. And uh, certainly anybody can email me, mark at techcareteam.com. That's M-A-R-K at techcareteam.com. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you as, as soon as possible, of course, but um, I'd love to uh, volunteer any information I can. I, I don't think that there's a right solution for everybody uh, in a blanket statement, but I think each individual needs to weigh the factors of what's important to them. And I get the question all the time, which, which PSA should I choose or da-da-da. Yeah, and I'd be glad to take those um, questions on an individual basis. Great, and thanks, Mark, for uh, coming on and uh, and joining us today. Here, always got some great uh, great feedback on you know the state of the industry, what's happening out there, and uh, pretty much a straight shooter, which I appreciate. My pleasure. And Len, uh, you know, last closing comments uh, over to you. Uh, you know, if I'm uh, again, we talked about you know going to Autotask Go, but more information, of course, to Autotask.com. Uh, what's the best way if people want to reach out to you directly? Is, uh, is there an easy way to reach you? Sure. Uh, my uh, Italian last name, you put that first initial L and then DiCostanzo, D-I-C-O-S-T-A-N-Z-O, at autotask.com is my email. You can always just go to our website, hit the exec page, and you can see how it's spelled in case you forget. Excellent. Yeah, I noticed you had a profile on there, so that's wonderful. Yep. Uh, Len, I know you got to run, so I want to thank you uh, very much for taking some time out of your uh, your busy schedule to come and join us today. And thanks to Brian Sherman for arranging all this. I know he's listening in the weeds there, so uh, <laughs> yeah. thanks. Thanks to you guys for uh, you know joining us today uh, and uh, on Small Business IT Radio. Again, this is a program that we try to get it every week, but it not always works out that way because we all have, of course, busy schedules and things going on in our own lives. So we're going to actually take next week off because I'll be away from uh, the office next Friday. And I, I would want to invite you to join us on March the 6th. We have a very special program. I'm going to be joined uh, by uh, a great gentleman uh, who's going to help us with some uh, sales stuff. And his name is Dave Stein. And Dave's going to be talking about uh, you know how winners sell. And Dave is the CEO and founder of ES Research, a Massachusetts-based company. You can check them out online ahead of time at esresearch.com. And we're going to talk about you know when sales 101 no longer works and how to uh, smart sell in today's world. And so that'll be on March the 6th. And then we have another program scheduled on March the 13th. And now I can never remember how to pronounce George's last name, but it's George Riccio, I do believe. And George is from Action Business Partners uh, in the New York City area. And we're going to talk about uh, 
a topic that's really near and dear to me uh, as partnerships are a difficult ship to steer. And some things we need to look out for if we're going to go into business partnerships, you know, with other partners or with other uh, friends of ours you know, starting up a business. What do we need to be, uh, you know, what do we need them to look out for and, you know, and help uh, help you make, make some right decisions? So that's going to be on March the 13th. I'm always looking for uh, people to come on and share their experiences in the IT community. So I welcome you to reach out to me at info at smallbusinessitradio.com. Uh, I'll make sure if you have an interesting story, we'll get you on and talk about what you do and uh, you know what the impact you're having in the community. Uh, pay attention to our website, smallbusinessitradio.com. Always got some great stuff uh, planned there and happening. You, you can subscribe uh, to our podcast via iTunes right on the on the site there and listen to it on your uh, MP3 player, uh, even if you can't join us live. So, uh, Len and Mark, thank you very much again for your time, and I look forward to uh, talking to you guys very soon, uh, maybe in April uh, in Dallas at HCG. To all the listeners out there, thank you for your time, and we will see you again on March the 6th. This is Stuart Crawford with Small Business IT Radio, signing off for this week. <laughs>